Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Spartan Cast. I'm your host, Christian de Guzman, and thank you all so much for joining me here on the Syracuse Spartans YouTube channel. First of all, I'd like to thank everyone who watched and listened to last week's Spartan Cast. Your support is greatly appreciated. And I'd like to, first of all, thank all our guests from last week once again. Courtland head coach Joe Brown, Syracuse Spartans head coach Matt Mahalski, and Syracuse Spartan player Jackson Geisler. And we have three more great guests that will join us here on the Spartan Cast to talk about how they have responded to the ongoing coronavirus situation. We'll, start, we'll end off with two Syracuse University professors, Dave Maloney and Dennis Kinsey. But first, we'll start off with a high school take on the coronavirus epidemic. We'll start with the opinions of West Genesee varsity head baseball coach, Kevin Krauss. He joins me now on the Spartancast. Coach, thank you so much for joining me on the Spartancast. First of all, we'd like to ask all our guests, how are you doing? Are your, is your family okay? Are your friends okay? Yep, everyone's doing great right now. Um, we're all secluded from each other and everyone's healthy. Yeah, I know it's a very difficult situation being self-quarantined over these past couple of weeks. But obviously, Kevin Krause joining us here on the Spartancast, the head coach of the varsity program at West Genesee High School in Syracuse. And their season, like many of the other uh, seasons in in the upstate New York and in New York State, have been suspended by the New York State public high school sports athlete association so it's it must be a very difficult situation to tell your players initially that the season is going to be suspended how did you approach telling your uh, team that uh, baseball would not start on time well this year was the first year that we were going to go to so I actually had to tell them that before we were even suspended the district had decided that there weren't weren't going to be any trips over spring break so they were really um disappointed with that because you know we've spent a lot of time fundraising and they were looking forward to our spring trip um, and then so we actually still had preseason practice that day and um, after that we were coming back the next week and they had got suspended before we even got to start tryouts and um, you know everyone kind of heard at the same time because they were canceling school and um, things like that so you know everyone was really sad that you know the season wasn't going to start on time what was your mes message to those players um in the, when you initially started talking to them say hey this is not going to happen like we we wanted to on time this year yeah the the biggest thing is just to you know make sure that you're staying safe and healthy and you know we talk about things that we can control and things that we can't control we we have no control over this and we just have to try to stay positive and stay active at home doing workouts things like that and hopefully we'll get an opportunity to play. Yeah, uh, like we said, the season is suspended and postponed, not officially, not officially canceled. So at least there's still some hope that you might be able to play. But unlike in college athletics, we've talked a lot about, you've heard a lot about college athletics and seniors potentially even getting an extra season of eligibility in high school. That's not necessarily the case. And I'm pretty sure some of your seniors on your squad are feeling very anxious about your season potentially getting canceled and not getting another year of high school baseball. What has the general feeling been like around that group? Well, we have a lot of seniors. We have a lot of returning players. We have a senior that's played, this will be his fourth year. We have a bunch that have played three years. So we have a very veteran team returning. Um, it's probably going to be one of the strongest teams we've ever had. And I think they were really looking forward to, um, you know, playing. We, we set up a really difficult schedule. So 
they're definitely sad about that, but they're also talking about, you know, graduation and balls and proms and, you know, as a senior in high school, it's your last chance to go through with all of your friends. I'm sure they're missing their friends more than they're missing anything right now, seeing them on a, uh, on a daily basis. And we have to just try, kind of keep that in, in perspective that, yes, baseball is a huge part of their lives, but so are, um, you know, their friends in school and their teachers that they get to see at school they're not, that they're not seeing right now. So it, it's much bigger than just not being able to play baseball. It's, you know, the friendships that they have and the relationships with the people around them. So what have you told your team and the people who are trying out for your roster to do in the meantime while everyone is away from school right now? Right. Well, I'm not telling them to do any baseball things because they're not supposed to be leaving their house and doing anything. If they have things at their house, that's fine. Um, they can go through and I send them video clips of, for example, infielders doing different drills that they could do in their basement. Um, our former strength coach uh, has sent me three different workouts that I send them every other day that they could be doing body weight at home. and. Um, I just actually, about 20 minutes ago, I, I saw a video of a kid watching an old game and getting his pre-step pitch routine down and watching the game on TV. And then video, there's a video of him going through his pre-pitch routine. So I sent that out to him and said, you know, there, you know, opening day would have been right around now. There's going to be a bunch of games on YouTube and MLB channel. And I know the Yes Network is always playing Yankee Classics. Get up, stand up like you're fielding and on the pitch, go through your pre-pitch bounce routine to get ready for the, you know, for defense. So there's many different things that they could be doing at home on their own. Um, but they also have schoolwork to do and, you know, other things on their mind. Yeah, and you also still have some kids as well who are looking um, to be potentially getting recruited by colleges as well to play at the next level at collegiate baseball and having the season suspended and even potentially canceled certainly puts a lack of uh, tape out there for these uh, colleges um, so, and I know you have some kids who are looking to play at a very high collegiate level. So yeah, what... luckily most of the seniors know where they're going. They've been in contact with their coaches, um, the underclassmen, most all of our guys now play on some type of travel team in the summer and, and, or they uh, go to the PBR showcases. So they're, they're still getting their publicity and their, uh, they're getting out in front of coaches. Um, and then I have a connection with, with many of the coaches in the local area that, you know, schools that they may be looking at to potentially go um, and then hopefully be able to play at. So more so our seniors, I think they're going to be all right because they, um, most of them have already figured out where they're going and been in contact with coaches. And then the underclassmen, hopefully, um, hopefully we get back this, this season, um, but I would assume by summertime that those kids would still be able to be seen at different events. Coach Kevin Krause joining us here on the Spartan Cast. I'm wondering, Coach, if you've talked to any other the coaches here in Section 3 about the coronavirus situation and how they've been handling it with their players as well and what their response might have been. Um, not so much with how they're dealing with their players, but I have been in contact with a few of them um, in, our, in AA and Class AA. And just, you know, it, it's sad because it's going to be a really difficult year this year for the teams because our, our, our league is – is really difficult. We play each other three times and um, kind of beat each other's brains in, but they're always great games and a lot of competition. And um, hopefully we'll be able to get to that. I, I know we'll probably lose, you know, our non-league games um, and just try to make up our league games. And I know that they've waived the seven-day rule, so we would be able to play on Sundays too to make up games. And I'm, I'm not sure what's going to happen, but I, I hope I hope for our seniors and for their parents and the time and efforts they put in that um, they get an opportunity to play this year. Yeah, and we, that's obviously still a situation that's up in the air right now. 
I know these kind of future predicting questions are kind of tough to answer right now, but do you, do you, what's your like level of confidence that would, you would say that we, you'd be able to get some high school baseball in this season? Well, I'm, I'm not nearly smart enough to understand what's going on <laughs> on TV, but um, I, I don't know. You, you hope for the best. And, um, but again, uh, the most important thing now is, is people being safe and, distancing each other from and distance from each other and if people don't think that it's safe enough to do that then you know baseball is a huge part of all of our guys and, and our coaching staff and their parents lives but I think if you asked any of them if it could save someone in their family by everyone staying secluded in their own homes and not going out and doing those things I, I think everyone would understand um, you know it's, it's not a it, it stinks and there's nothing we can do about it but so getting back to your question, because I've kind of dodged it, I'm, I'm not sure what's going to happen. I hope for the best. But again, I hope everyone is safe before the, I care to play a baseball game. Yeah, obviously that is priority number one. Just one final question for you, Coach. If we do get to see baseball and athletics resume to normal later in this school year, what's going to be your first uh, message to the team um, when you finally get them back together as one um, in your first tryout or your first practice? Um, it, it, if we all got back together and got to play, it'd be a giant hug and be like, let's go get it. Let's go get it. Let's get better today. And, you know, um, go out and have fun because as everyone always says, you never know when your last day of playing is we're, li we're living it right now. So if we have that opportunity to just go out there and leave everything out there for the guy next to you and, and just play as hard as you can and have fun. All right, that's Coach Kevin Krause. Coach, thank you so much for joining us on the SpartanCast. Thank you very much. Before we continue, this week's SpartanCast is brought to you by IOTA, coming soon to an iPhone and iPad near you. With its revolutionary new gameplay, IOTA will keep you entertained with over five hours of challenging and addicting action. Download the self-proclaimed hardest game on iOS today. Click the link below to pre-order IOTA for only 99 cents before the international release date on March 31st. Or follow our Facebook page at facebook.com slash iotathegame for limited time offers this weekend only. And once again, a very big thank you to West Genesee head baseball coach Kevin Krause for joining me on this week's edition of the Spartan Cast. Well, we've heard from a couple of coaches in the past couple of weeks on how they've responded to the coronavirus situation. Now let's hear from a couple of Syracuse University professors to see how they have reacted to the ongoing COVID-19 epidemic. And we'll start with a former professor of mine, Dave Maloney, who works in Syracuse University's Sport Management Department, and he joins me now on the Spartan Cast. So, Professor, thank you so much for joining us. I'm still going to call you Professor, even though it's been a while since I've it's it's been a while since I've been in your class. First of all, how are you doing? Are you okay? Is your family and friends okay? Everyone healthy? Yeah, everybody is uh, healthy. Actually, our little puppy had a little bit of a uh, a fever the last few days, but he's okay. I don't think that has anything to do with what's going on. But uh, no, everybody's healthy. 14 year old, 11 year old, uh, both at home. I'm lucky that our niece. Um, is a teacher and an aspiring teacher, and she's been uh, holding the fort down. So uh, we've been pretty lucky in that aspect. Oh, so you don't have to do too much of the 
homeschooling issues no, that we've seen I, on Twitter. I'm, uh, I'm not doing any of that. Um, I have my own over a hundred students at SU, um, which is which is pretty neat. Um, and uh, you know where we stand and, and the situation we're in digitally. But uh, no, I don't have to do any of that uh, fifth grade math. So. It must be a little bit tougher transitioning from talking about sports management to then teaching your kids arithmetic problems that you must have forgotten years ago. Yeah, you know, the, the neat part is Nicholas, our 11-year-old, just turned 11. Um, he's doing a project on Jackie Robinson, right? Oh, and, wow. um, Yeah, so I was pretty proud of him and um, to, you know, to embrace that and learn everything you know, how, how Jackie had overcome, um, you know, the color barrier and, and, and really um, from the standpoint of Major League Baseball and just watching 42 again and, and reading through some of the articles that he was reading, it was, it was pretty neat. Um, we just don't realize what Jackie Robinson went through. Yeah, and certainly half the time now now that everyone is staying at home and making sure that we are practicing safe social distancing. Um, and I want to get your perspective again, like you said, teaching over 100, 100 kids at Syracuse. Um, I saw your tweet uh, a couple of weeks ago that you had to drastically change your syllabus about how yeah. you're, you're planning to teach the rest of the semester. What, what exactly was the um, initial response that you got from Syracuse University about how you would proceed with the semester after everything started to shut down? Yeah, you know, I give um, Syracuse and our IT department a ton of credit. Um, we are very lucky that we utilize Blackboard as a platform. And uh, Blackboard has a built-in tool very similar to Zoom, what we're using today. And, um, you know, I have now done a week's worth of courses um, for my principles of sales, which each has about 40 to 42 students in it. And I asked them at the end, I asked them today about a half an hour ago, you know, what did you think? And they said it was smooth, right? So SU really prepared us and I give them kudos. Um, we have a support staff at any point um, that we need to reach out to, we can. Um, but the Blackboard Ultra has been huge. Um, the groups, you know, very much when you were in that class, um, you know, they will utilize Zoom and Google Hangout. Um, and then the Blackboard Collaborative Ultra is, is the system that we use. But I'm able to show videos. I showed um, a pretty, pretty neat video today from Budweiser, if anybody gets a chance to see it, um, on how they're taking their activation funds and sports and sponsorship and really focused on the Red Cross, right, and the blood donation that we're going to see um, actually go down because of the social distancing. So, um, you know, they have an avenue because um, they are Budweiser, but they're really focused not on their product, but how do they help the world and, and us get over this. So, but yeah, from our standpoint, I uh, use a program called Poll Everywhere, where the students can go in and they can text and it comes up on a word cloud. So, you know me, Christian, right? I'm always trying new things. Um, but the last, this first week has been uh, pretty, pretty smooth, very smooth. Um, and I credit SU for giving me the tools to do that. So. Has it been easier or harder for you to maybe teach your students or communicate with your students now that we've moved to a sort of digital age of school teaching? Yeah, and, and I'm kind of chuckling because I didn't realize how much I talk, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's, you, you don't realize, and, and the other part too is um, yesterday, you know, you're trying to, trying to exercise still, right? So like I got home and, um, well, ho I was home and I, you know, I said to my wife, you know, normally when I teach, you know me, I walk, 
right? Yes. So I'm walking mm -hmm. back and forth. And, and so I was like, you know, I got to go out for three or four miles right now um, because I, I got, I got to get these steps in and I got to build up a little bit of a sweat. And, um, but yeah, so from the teaching side of things, um, it's been a little bit different. I, I realized that I talk more, um, but I also realized um, that the engagement via a chat seems to be more, right? So when I'm in the classroom, there may be six to eight to 10 students out of 40 that are actively always uh, involved in a discussion, even though others will chime in. But when you have a chat, I feel like more and more students were in that chat than a normal classroom day. Um, and, and I don't know why, but, um, but, but that was reassuring that they were all paying attention. Um, now, we kept, I said to them, stay off the video. I actually pulled off the video because it's no different than if I put the lecture up on the slide. I want them to focus on what I'm talking about. So, yeah, so how interesting is that class participation type of uh, engaging with your students during, during classes? I mean, like you said, chatting is a very interesting way to um, yeah. type in chat, but even like, even like what we're doing with Zoom, sometimes you have uh, students who can raise their hand virtually and say, okay, I have a question for you, professor, and then you can see them. How does that, yeah. how has that affected um, how you've taught? Yeah, so I've taken the approach of one, I'm going to do it live, right? Yeah. There shouldn't be anything else that you should be doing, right? If this was March 25th, and you were on campus, you'd be going to class hypothetically right yeah so if you're home um i, I will tell you this they don't want to be home right these I, i'm serious like these students want to be on campus they want to be engaged they want to be with their friends um it's not a it's not a knock to their parents they just they're right i mean you're socially distancing so from the standpoint of you know keeping them engaged and in, in what we're doing um digitally um, I've just noticed the interaction is pretty good. Now, I might not be able to see them. Um, and again, they're really good and professional on the chat. Every once in a while, I might say something and somebody might make a comment and somebody makes a comment and then somebody makes a comment towards them. Um, but they're really good and I can see that. And it actually kept the flow of the class going. And in both classes are an hour and 20 minutes. And today, to be honest with you, I went right up to the hour and 20 minutes where a lot of times in the classroom, sometimes I don't. Um, and I don't know, I, don't, I just, there's been a really good flow to it. And they're telling me that they're understanding um, the concepts of what we're going over um, from a sales standpoint today. We talked about sales objections and, and sales responses and things like that. So. And we have Professor Dave Maloney joining us here on the Spartan Cast in a, many different roles in his life. One yeah. of those being um, a official in the NYCBL, the league that the Spartans are in here in the New York Collegiate Baseball League. I want to get your take on sort of the response the league has had. Obviously, we had uh, Commissioner Joe Brown on last week on the Spartan Cast. He talked about a little bit about how the league is approaching the situation. I'm kind of curious to hear how he react, how he reacted and responded to maybe some of the first initial conference calls that he had with you and the other league officials sure. about dealing with the situation. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. Um, as I keep saying, right, this is, we're in uncharted territory, yeah. right? There's not a manual for this Christian. So one of the first things when, when I was, you know, in class or, students are saying, hey, did you hear about this league or, you know, some of the soccer leagues overseas and, 
you know, my close family, um, we have very close family that's in Italy right now, right? Um, so they're, they're in a small town that's outside of Rome. And um, so everything that's going on is impacting us personally too, right? So nobody has the virus, but just the way they, you know, the way that they handle things and how they can't go outside and so on and so forth. So when all this was going down, I picked up the phone, probably sent a text uh, to our president and commissioner and said, um, we probably need to have a chat, right? Yeah. And the one immediately, right, to the advisory board, everybody emailed back or text back and said, let's get on a call, right? And one of the things for me during this time is leaders lead, right? So from, and we'll talk about my baseball stuff, but yeah. leaders need to lead, right? We can't just be looking, what is this league doing? What's this league doing? We're completely different, right? The NCA comes down, the NCA says from all levels, spring championships are canceled. We had the SEC, we had some of the other conferences that said, hey, we're still not, we're still not canceled yet. Um, so from our side, Joe, uh, Brian, Dennis, Steve, Bill, just kind of said, leaders lead, let's lead, right? So we set up a call with the rest of the teams. Um, then we're following through proactively every week. Uh, we have another call coming up this week. Um, Joe has actually had conversations with other leagues um, Joe has also had conversations with Major League Baseball, right? Because that's a big piece of this. We are part of the National Alliance of Collegiate Summer Baseball, right? So that's important. Uh, even had discussions with Rawlings. Um, and then from my standpoint, we got to keep the league relative right now, right? Yeah. There, are, there are college athletes, uh, baseball players, Division One, Two, Three. So don't just say NCAA. Our league is Division One. NCA, Division Two, Three, NAIA, and Junior College Baseball, they have divisions as well, right? So the NAIA came out last week, said, hey, we're, we're done, we're, we're suspending the season. Um, so from our standpoint, how does the NYCBL still stay relevant where our hopes are that we begin June 1st with the first game, right? Do we have contingency plans in place? Yeah, we, we do, right? That's why I keep saying leaders lead, right? Taking looking at what other places are doing, following Major League Baseball, not necessarily from that schedule, but what are they doing? Obviously, Christian, Major League Baseball is going to need time for spring training, right? Yeah. We're going to need some time where pitchers aren't pitching right now, right? Hitters are hitting out of a team in their basement. Um, so we're hoping this everything gets back to normal and then it's status quo. Could there be, sure. could there be some, you know, different things that we need to do um, if the schedule gets limited, we'll handle all that stuff. But all of that's on the table. We're being transparent with the teams in our leagues. We talked a little bit about Coach as well, about, about with Coach Joe Brown, I should say, uh, last week about various topics like going forward if some teams can't play, um, what the next steps are of, of, of maybe even suspending the, in the league if, if there's um, more suspensions that need to be taken place. Has there, even, has there been talks about maybe pushing back the league maybe a week or two or even three to the, the start date of the league past the June 1st date that was originally set out? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that there's anything concrete. I think that we, we – have to look at what are options, right? Obviously, Christian, there has to be a date, right, that 
at certain point, you can't play a two-week season, yeah. right? So we also have to be conscious of college students going back. Now, the one thing is because of the leap year, like, and I'll give you an example, Syracuse University, I traditionally start class August 24th. This year, I don't start class till August 31st, okay? okay. Okay, so we actually kind of have a built-in year, or I'm sorry, a built-in extra week, right? I wish we had a built-in extra week. Yeah, that'd be very nice. Yeah, that'd be very nice. (laughs) But we have that built-in extra week. So with that being said, yeah, I mean, the league can't go to August 15th or 20th or something like that. The the athletes got to get back to their campuses, right? But there is, we do have that extra week because of the calendar that even if we are kind of pushed back, and then um, I believe it's 17 or 18 off days. Joe might have mentioned this, but I think it's 17 or 18 off days that we can consolidate that and we can probably fit everything um, if the calendar and what's going on with COVID-19 subsides and we're back to, um, you know, less social distancing and, and things like that. But, and you mentioned also the extra extra year, how we would all love an extra year. I'm pretty sure your kids as yeah. well would love an extra year and maybe another yeah. year in youth <laughs> baseball. I want to get to that point now sure. of, of your life where you're also the head coach of your kids' baseball teams in Camillus. Yeah. How, has they, how have they been affected by the COVID-19 um, situation? So, you know, there was a funny, I don't know, there was a funny meme or something out there that said like being a youth baseball coach is a 24 seven job. I can tell you right now, the range of emotions that I have to manage um, between parents and players um, is, is been the toughest that I've ever had to, right? So my son is 11 years old. Um, our oldest son, I coached in Cooperstown. We got to go to Cooperstown a few years back, right? So he's 14, so two seasons ago. And then previous to that, I coached a team without him on it. And then last year, I handed the team off to another gentleman. And then there's really, is sort of my baby moving forward, right? So my son's 11. Um, we currently have two teams, okay? Both are going to Cooperstown Dreams Park. Um, we were supposed to go to Cooperstown Dreams Park. We had 15 out of 24 um, athletes, players, they were going to go to Drooper, Cooperstown Dreams Park. Friday night, 9.30 p.m., we get the, uh, wasn't even an email, um, we get um, the announcement via Facebook that Cooperstown Dreams Park is canceled 13 weeks, 104 teams, right? Wow. How do I tell 15, 12-year-olds that you don't get this dream of playing in this tournament? Um, the, the, the group at Dreams Park, Jeff, um, they're amazing, right? I get it, okay? They came out, they've, they've talked with the, the, the New York State government, they're opening up all their bunks, right? If we get into a situation, they need them for hospital sort of beds, right? They're offering that. At the same time, Christian, I get it. Dreams Park starts June 6th. The team's from Georgia from California, from Florida, from Texas, okay? Right now, they can get refunds on their airline tickets. And at the same time, all these parents that are coming to town, they're staying in bed and, back, bed and breakfasts, in hotels. They can get that money back. I mean, Christian, we're not talking $1,000. Yeah. We're talking that my team 
just to go is $15,000, not counting what the parents have to pay to stay off site, okay? How has this changed? Dramatically. We were gonna go to Sports Force um, in Cleveland, Ohio. We were gonna go to Cherry Hill. Uh, Jeff and his group down at uh, Cherry Hill, uh, we were gonna play them. We are gonna go to a Phillies game. We've canceled all of our out of town, okay? So we're gonna stay local, Hopkins Road, Legends Field. Um, we have one small, and if anybody has any connections, hook me up. We, um, we have one small possibility with Cooperstown All-Star Village. Um, Martin and Hunter there have been amazing. Um, we're trying to get in the same week. They only have 60 teams. Um, the way they're approaching it, and I think it's a little bit different than Dreams Park. So the other thing people don't understand is that these tournaments, they're run like a camp. So they're, they're with New York State, they're registered as a summer camp. No different than Lord's Camp, right? So this is like a summer camp. So they have to fall under that jurisdiction of the state. But the difference with Cooperstown All-Star Village is they almost have half the teams, right? So they also have the opportunity or the flexibility that you could play there and you don't have to stay on site. So we're in the midst of that right now. Um, I was on the phone with Martin. I've talked to Hunter, I'm really hoping if anybody hears this and has a, an in for us, but I'm really hoping. And again, I could sit here and be selfish because I have an 11 year old and he luckily got to go last year with a different team at 10. So he was going to go at 10, 11 and 12. And I could just say, hey, everybody get their money back. But, but Christian, that's the other side. We have to be so sensitive, right? You have families that have a member that's on furlough, right? You have family members that are working in the medical industry. One of our moms is working 15-hour days, right? We can't practice right now. So um, it's really, it's not even frustrating. It's almost, it, it's, it's sad, but there's, we got to have encouragement there, right? Something's going to shake. This is going to get better. We're going to get back on the baseball field. We can't, we don't want anybody getting sick. Um, but I really hope for 15 of those young men um, that we can do something. And anybody that knows me, I'm going to try my damnedest to, to get us to place somewhere. What is the discussion like with those kids to say, okay, your health and safety comes first and then baseball comes second? Because I know a lot of them want to just go outside and play baseball. Yeah, I mean, at first, you know, I, I think like our two boys, we kind of had to explain, right, they're 11 and 14. So, I mean, think when you were 14 years old, right? Yeah. Um, and it's probably more our 11-year-old than our 14-year-old, but they, they kind of think they're indestructible, right? <laughs> So they, they, don't, they don't really know. Like, oh, I'm not going to school. It's like a snow day. And then I got to get on Google Classroom. And that's the other thing, right? We're talking about me being a professor with 18, 19, 20-year-olds. And the class I teach tomorrow is 20, 21-year-olds. These teachers at the elementary schools, they, they had no idea. They were not ready, right? I mean, they yeah. weren't ready for this. They have adjusted unbelievably, right? Um, they are doing amazing things. I saw one of the teachers today was going to do like a field trip outside in her backyard with like the plants um, and the flower. It was not really flowers, but like the, the squirrels or, you know, I heard the other day that a professor at another school district, he went out to Beaver Lake and he did a virtual classroom. Like this is amazing stuff. But 
to get back to our kids, it's, it's just like, you got to try to be positive in a way um, that this is going to get back to normal. Now for me, I got a basement that's pretty big and our oldest, he's on a, he's on a workout plan, right? He's a pitcher. Um, you know, it's not Todd Marinovich's dad here, but yeah. he's on a workout plan. He's doing his sort of driveline. He's hitting off a tee. Um, our 11 year old, the other day we were able to get out in the front yard. I can't really hit fly balls to the 14 year old because I only got a small area uh, sandwich in between the houses. But the 11 year old, we took, you know, 200 fly balls. Um, we played catch, you know, tonight he'll hit in the basement off the tee. Um, but they're also shooting hockey pucks, shooting hoops in the basement. We got a little hoop. So again, it's just keeping them active, not as much Fortnite. Um, that's, that's the one thing, but you got to let them be kids. They're playing MLB, the show, talking smack with their friends, all that stuff's good too. Yeah. One final question for you, professor. How, what is that initial discussion like with your children as a father say, okay, this is what's happening in the world right now. And this is what we're going to do to keep ourselves and our family and our, and your friends safe. Yeah. I think, um, they probably have heard me a million times. Did you wash your hands? Did you wash your hands? You know, I'm also sort of approaching it from the standpoint of, I hope one, almost, almost to the fact, Christian, is you don't want to create this panic, right? You can't do that, right? You can't create this panic. I mean, we're lucky. We live in a little neighborhood. There's a lot of other kids. Um, so they don't see it, you know, from the standpoint, they're not going to the grocery store. You know, they might be chatting with their friends, um, but also just saying, you know, count your blessings, right? So, you know, every night, you know, my wife said to me the other day, she's like, we've eaten at the dinner table seven nights in a row, right? So like Coach Brown, he kind of uses this example as it's almost like this reset, right? So everybody's got this reset. And, and I'm, I'm one of those folks that kind of believes, um, you know, things kind of at times happen for a reason, but it's also a reset. It's reset for us, um, but at the same time, you know, what is when we go out and stop touching everything or Christian, this is going to change a lot of things. You know, I think from the, the sports standpoint, my class talked about it today. Um, I had a young man from China and he said, what do you think is going to happen with sports with fans? And I said, I think this might not get back to normal um, from a fan standpoint. Hopefully everything subsides and let's just say July and, and everything like we've seen what's going on in China, but we obviously have to social distance. The quicker we do that, the quicker that we're back on track, but I don't think we're going to see this to the NFL season. Right. And if not, we're not going to see it to the NBA season because MLB, they're going to struggle. They're going to struggle because families are still going to have a little bit of a concern to go to a stadium. Right. Or, once it's clear, we're going to go to a stadium, but maybe we're going to buy seats on the lawn. Maybe we're going to, so it's going to be interesting for teams to adapt to this, but back to your initial question, you just can't create a panic, but you have to be serious about it too. Professor, thank you so much for joining me on the Spartancast. Have a good day. All right. Thanks, Christian. Before we continue, this week's Spartancast is brought to you by IOTA, coming soon to an iPhone and iPad near you. With its revolutionary new gameplay, IOTA will keep you entertained with over 5 hours of challenging and addicting action. Download the self-proclaimed hardest game on iOS today. 
Click the link below to pre-order IOTA for only 99 cents before the international release date on March 31st. Or follow our Facebook page at facebook.com slash iotathegame for limited time offers this weekend only. And once again, a very big thank you to Professor Maloney for joining me on this week's edition of the Spartan Cast. Well, we've heard from one Syracuse University professor on how he's reacted to the COVID-19 situation. Now let's get another Syracuse University professor's take, who also has some ties to the Syracuse Spartans youth baseball program here in Syracuse. That's Dennis Kinsey, and now he joins me on this week's edition of the SpartanCast. Professor, thank you so much for joining us here on the SpartanCast. First of all, we'd like to ask all our guests this. How are you? How are you doing? Uh, is your family and friends okay? Is everyone healthy? Yeah, Christian, thank you. Uh, it's great to be here. I'm, uh, I'm healthy and my uh, family's healthy. In fact, all my family are, are <laughs> we're all in the same house, like yeah. <laughs> most families. So my son, uh, Wyatt, is home from RIT and my daughter, Penelope, is home from SU. She goes to Syracuse University. Uh, my, my two other children are not going to school. They go to Bishop Grimes here in Syracuse, and my wife is home as well. So we're all working uh, or going to school from home. Our bandwidth is a little uh, sketchy sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah we're, we're feeling that at my house as well. <laughs> absolutely. And then all my friends, uh, at least, uh, you know, I'm in contact with a lot of people. And so far, uh, thank goodness, uh, everyone's still healthy. Well, great. That, that's very good to hear. Professor Kinsey is uh, a director of public diplomacy at Newhouse, doc- director of the doctoral program, professor of pu- public relations at Syracuse as well. Did I get all that right, first of all? You did. <laughs> Great. <laughs> well, you, you wear a lot of hats at Syracuse University, and we talked to uh, Professor Maloney a little bit ago about the Syracuse response. I want to get, take your um, take as well. I mean, Syracuse came out very quickly and, and um about saying how they would respond to the coronavirus situation. How has that affected how you run your programs and how you teach your classes? Yeah, I, I, you know, I was very happy with uh, Syracuse's uh, response. I think it, it does show that uh, SU uh, really cares really about the health and well-being of, of our students, faculty, and staff. And uh, I, I was a little disappointed when they said, you know, stop coming in to, uh, to work. Uh, but uh, I, I must admit, I kind of like being being at home and doing this uh, uh, commuting via the the internet. Uh, essentially, what we've done at the Newhouse School is we've moved every single one of our classes online, and we we anticipated this a little bit because about two weeks ago uh, we started going through training uh, for online teaching using various platforms. And uh, one of our, uh, you know, the, the dean uh, of our, our, our IT department, he is, he's been working, it feels like 24 hours a day, seven days a week, getting us all prepared, getting us ready, uh, packing up our, our desktops or our laptops and putting the, the right software on it that we need to, to, to come home and, and use it. And he's available. I tell you, I've, I've had to email him or call him a couple times already for little minor things and he gets right back to me and, and he uh, he's really keeping you know the faculty uh, working the staff working and the students uh, so far seem to be you know going with the uh, the flow here uh, we've had classes online and 
they're adapting well and they, uh, you know, every, I think everyone understands this is a, a very tough and unusual time. And we're, you know, we're, I think people are stepping up to the plate here uh, since we're talking a little bit about baseball too. And, uh, you know, we're making the best out of a, a terrible situation. How has your uh, teaching style, I would say, uh, changed due to, um, of course, everyone being online? Of course, it's, a, it's very different being in a classroom or a lecture hall than talking to the computer like we are doing right now. Yeah, that's, that's a very good point. For me, I, I guess it's different for everyone, but I don't feel that I can really gauge if students are getting it or not online. Yeah. You know, in, in, in the classroom, you can see their faces, you can see their body language very easily. You can, you can tell if, if they're getting what you're saying or not. I, I have a difficult time when I'm looking at these little postage size pictures of them on my screen. Uh, but, but, you know, I always encourage them to either speak up then or contact me, you know, after class if they're not getting something. Uh, and so, but I just feel a little inadequate in terms of gauging, uh, you know, if it's working or not for them. And obviously that must make uh, uh, class participation a little bit tough as well. Um, how do you engage with your students to make sure, like you said, that they're getting the material that you are teaching? It is difficult. <laughs> Unfortunately for my students, what I've initiated is for them to get any kind of classroom participation credit, they have to speak, they have to talk up, yeah. they have to respond to every presentation. So I'm kind of forcing that issue on them. Yeah, well, I mean, that's one way to make sure that they get the material that they are learning. Um, and I'm curious because you, of course, you are a director of multitude of programs, like we mentioned earlier in the Syracuse Newhouse programs. Um, how is how has your, your relationship with your students changed in terms of talking with them about their future careers and what they need to do in terms of completing other school works as well, in terms of their programs? Yeah, I think, you know, in one sense, we're, we're it's too young into the, uh, the process here. Everyone's still just concerned about making sure the technology works for them yeah. so that they can be on. I'm sure we'll start having those discussions um, next week or so, depending on how long this continues. But right now, everyone's kind of, you know, uh, focusing on making sure that they're they're available, making sure that they show up for for class. Even though students are now all over the country, and uh, you know, I, I just yesterday my class, uh, we had a student in Alabama and a student in uh, California, so they're all spread out now. Most of them. Frankly, I think they're less concerned with school right now and more concerned with staying safe, staying healthy, making sure their family and friends are all healthy. Uh, but saying that, they still show up for class and they still do the work. Well, at least that's a good sign. You're, not, you're making sure that no one's cutting class on you. Exactly. Uh, Professor Dennis Kinsey joining us here on the Spartan Cast. I want to shift a little bit over to the second topic that we kind of been talking about on the rest of the Spartan Cast, and that's the kind of the youth side uh, responding to the coronavirus. You mentioned you have children of a variety of ages, but I want to focus on how you've been talking to your youngest, your youngest children about uh, the coronavirus. It's, it must be a very difficult topic to um, kind of tell children how to react in these times. What have you been telling him? Yeah, it's, they're, they're handling it pretty well. I think what's most difficult for them is they, they can't go out and play with their friends. Yeah. 
Uh, and, it, you know, for a while it was hard to understand or they, they didn't get the importance of kind of the social distance aspect. Uh, because, you know, they want to run to the backyard and play basketball. And I think as the governor said today, you can't play basketball uh, staying six feet apart yeah. from each other. And he said, you, you can, but you're not a very good basketball player if you do that. And, uh, you know, so it was hard for them to understand that, that they can't go hang out with their friends. Uh, like my daughter's friend, it's her birthday today. So she can't go, you know, they can't have a party. She can't go with them. Um, but... But as far as understanding the, the uh, and I don't think they're frightened either. So, you know, I think, you know, we, we, we you know, we talk to them about, you know, just, you know, the social distance, the staying safe, we're going to stay, stay at home. We're going to, you know, we'll go out and, and walk around the neighborhood, but we've got to, got to fight this thing now to, to, uh, to reduce the, the threat. And I think the news coming from China with the reduction uh, is a really good sign. I think it's very encouraging. I think it shows that this thing isn't going to last forever, that we can cancel it. And as we mentioned, your son is part of the Syracuse Youth Baseball Program. And it must be very tough also. Of course, he can't play basketball, but he can't even play baseball. This is prime baseball season right now, where we are right now. We've had a couple of few days of good weather earlier in the week, maybe not so much now, but um, earlier in the week, it, it was certainly looking like a prime time to go outside and play some catch or even go, you know, you know, have some practice with your, with his friends in the program. Um, how, how tough is that to say, okay, we kind of kind of pump the brakes and say, hey, baseball is secondary right now. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's pretty tough. Although you, you were right, actually, we were outside just yesterday with, a, you know, playing catch, you know, throwing the ball around a little bit. Uh, and he's, he's been able to do a little bit of uh, workout with the, the Spartans youth before this happened, you know, some winter workouts. So, you know, twice a week they would, they would meet in, indoors and uh, do some BP, have some, some batting practice. And fortunately, uh, about a week and a half ago before every, everything had to shut down, uh, Kevin Newby, who, 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 you know, the noob is uh, the batting coach for the, the college Spartans. Uh, he was in town. So my son, Bruno, he got to work with noob a little bit to, 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 uh, you know, get a few lessons on batting. And uh, as you know, noob is like a miracle worker. This guy knows his stuff. I mean, uh, so that was, so he's, he's been around it. Uh, and it's only just within the last week or so that it's like, you know, no more. Uh, so him and I get to go outside and, and catch a little bit. And we, we set up a little thing in the garage where I've got these little soft balls uh, that you can throw, you know, they're like those stress balls. Uh, and so, you know, he's hit, hitting that a little bit so he can get some hacks in at least. But uh, yeah, it's not the same. We're not going to be with the team and uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully the season there's still some some season left because that would just would be be terrible not to have any baseball at all yeah and what if what if you talked to him about that initially because obviously some baseball has had to be canceled already some sports have had to be canceled that he's probably already involved in in terms of other sports are canceled how have you talked to him about handling that hey right now sports like like we said sports is not the biggest thing that we can do right now yeah, in fact, it's it's that's really pertinent to him right now because uh, he he he's uh, he plays for his high school Bishop Grimes, and uh, 
this was a, they, he was going to they were going to go to Florida to the ESPN kind of facilities uh, for spring break uh, like or, or next week or something they were going to go down and that was canceled you know several weeks ago uh, so yeah so those sports have all been canceled at his high school um, and his sister as well who who plays a lot of sports that's all been canceled. And, uh, but I gotta tell you, I, I don't, maybe I'm just lucky because the, the, uh, they're, they're really responding well. They're not moping around, they're not complaining. They, they kind of kind of get it that, okay, we all have to pitch in here and everyone's kind of uh, missing things and sacrificing. Uh, so, you know, we'll do the best we can out in the backyard, but uh, uh, we'll just uh, kind of just have to wait and see like everyone else. Final, what is your like kind of response been in terms of in terms of um you know all these um high schools saying okay we're suspending right now but we'll eventually get back what what do you what do you think um is is that necessarily right saying okay let's suspend right now postpone and then maybe in april like that's what the um new york um public uh high school athlete association said that um okay april might be the best tentative date um should they essentially go ahead and cancel like the NCAA has the whole entire spring schedule or is it okay to say, okay, let's get back at it in April. I, you know, I, 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 I could see them. I can see both sides of that issue, but I think it's okay to, to at least offer some hope, yeah. uh, especially, especially for, for the kids. Um, and, 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 you know, we, we see things changing daily, certainly uh, sometimes hourly with this, but uh, so it, it may eventually end up canceling, uh, you know, the entire entire season. But I mean, having a little bit of hope, I think, is okay. You know, it gives you something to kind of look forward to. All right, well, Professor, thank you so much for joining us on the Spartan Cast. Thank you, Christian. I uh, I love your your uh, podcast. I really enjoy listening to it. Uh, uh, you're a fantastic interviewer. I I, I want to uh, compliment you on on what you're doing here. I know it takes a lot of work and effort, but I'll be listening. All right, thank you so much. Thank you. Before we continue, this week's SpartanCast is brought to you by IOTA, coming soon to an iPhone and iPad near you. With its revolutionary new gameplay, IOTA will keep you entertained with over five hours of challenging and addicting action. Download the self-proclaimed hardest game on iOS today. Click the link below to pre-order IOTA for only 99 cents before the international release date on March 31st. Or follow our Facebook page at facebook.com slash iotathegame for limited time offers this weekend only. And once again, a very big thank you to all three of our guests who joined me on this week's edition of the SpartanCast. That is West Genesee Varsity Head Baseball Coach Kevin Krause and Syracuse University Professors Dave Maloney and Dennis Kinsey. And a big thank you to everyone who watched today's edition of the SpartanCast here on the Syracuse Spartans YouTube channel. Leave a like and a comment on the video if you did enjoy this week's edition of the SpartanCast. And consider subscribing to the Syracuse Spartans YouTube channel as well to get notified when we upload a new video at any time. Also, follow the Spartans on Twitter at NYCBL underscore Spartans and on Instagram at Syracuse Spartans. We'll upload another Spartan cast next week on Friday at noon. But until then, I'm Christian A. Guzman. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Spartan cast. Tune in to next week's edition of the Spartan cast, where we'll be joined by Cortland Crush head coach slash GM and NYCBL president Bill McConnell as he talks about the Crush's sleeves up blood drive. We'll also be joined by special guest Darren Fenster, the minor league outfield and base running coordinator for the Boston Red Sox and the founder and CEO of Coaching Your Kids LLC.